Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. I'm back with another true crime story to lull you to sleep or perhaps to give you nightmares. Do you guys remember that infamous scene from Final Destination with the logs in the back of the truck that become loose, fall off the truck bed, and kill the person in the car driving behind it? Personally, I will never drive behind one of these trucks again after watching that scene, even though I watched it many years ago. It's horrific, the stuff that nightmares are made of. Well, our story tonight begins with a total freak accident that is far too similar. Todd Kenthammer and his wife, Barbara Kenthammer, left their home on September 16th, 2016 in West Salem, Wisconsin. It was around 7.30 a.m. in the morning, and they were headed to pick up a truck. Todd was going to repair its windshield, which is something that he did for extra money on the side. 
while on a flat stretch of highway, they just so happened to be passing by a flatbed truck carrying 53-inch steel metal pipes when suddenly one flew off the back and went right into the passenger side of their vehicle. It pierced through the windshield and it killed Barbara. She was not impaled by the piece of flying debris, but she was hit in the head at a very high speed. According to Todd, he tried pushing the pipe off of his wife, which caused him to swerve the vehicle into the ditch. Then he got out of the car, pulled his wife out of the passenger seat, and attempted to perform CPR before calling 911. But it was too late. Barbara never regained consciousness, and she was declared brain dead the following day on September 16th. Of course, this is all according to Todd, because when the ambulance and the police would show up on the scene, what they found would paint a very different version of events. Before we get into any of that, let's talk a little bit about who Todd and Barbara Kendhammer are. The Kendhammers had been a couple and married since 1991, so at the time of Barbara's death, they had been married for 25 years. Actually, they had just recently had a big party to celebrate 25 years of marriage. That's quite a substantial amount of time by any standards. Todd was a former employee of Crown Cork and Seal, which makes metal beverage and food cans, metal aerosol containers, metal closures, and specialty packaging. He also worked on cars, and he built houses with Barbara for extra income. And Barbara, she worked in a cafeteria at a local middle school part-time. So the couple was still really busy and really active, even into their late 40s. They had two children together, and on the outside looking in, they appeared to be a very happy, loving, and close family. But of course, as we have seen time and again, you never really know what is going on within a marriage or inside a home. So let's go back to the scene of this supposed freak accident. The police and the paramedics both arrived on the scene very quickly. Barbara was taken to the hospital in an ambulance, and a police officer offers to drive Todd to the hospital. He didn't appear to have any severe injuries, just some cuts and scrapes that were on his hands mostly. Once inside the police cruiser, Todd began to talk about what happened, and it was all recorded to audio. I'll be reading from the police report here, which of course was put together using that audio. The police officer asked him to describe the truck that was carrying the pipes, and Todd said that it was a pickup-style cab and that it had a makeshift steel flatbed on it with stake pocket sides. He said it had 18-inch to 2-foot high metal sides on the truck, and he believed it was around a 2000 model, although he was unable to describe who the manufacturer might be. He said it was a dark color, and he believed it to be either dark blue or dark green, but possibly even black. He said that it had no remarkable damage or signage on it, and he could not describe the driver at all, even if it was a male or a female. Todd said that as the truck passed them on the highway, the pipe came straight off the back of the truck, it did not strike the ground, and it passed through the windshield, hitting his wife, Barbara. Barbara immediately began flailing around, and initially Todd thought that maybe it was a bird that had flown into the windshield. 
Todd also mentioned that when he saw the object flying towards the vehicle, he instinctively struck the windshield in an attempt to prevent the pipe from actually hitting his wife. But of course, the pipe still went through the windshield and did hit Barbara. He then said he tried to pull over as he also attempted to pull the pipe off of his wife, but he must have accidentally hit the gear shifter and put the vehicle in reverse, which caused him to go off the road and then into the ditch. Once in the ditch, he said he got out of the car and he went over to the passenger side and then pulled the pipe out of the car from outside of the car through the windshield. The police officer noted that this appeared to be consistent with the damage that he noticed when he did arrive on the scene of the accident. Now, after removing this pipe from his wife through the windshield, he said he went over to his wife and he pulled her out of the vehicle. He then began to perform CPR and about three to five minutes later, he said he called 911. Now, I have the audio of the 911 call here, so I will play it for you now. Okay, I want you to lay her flat on the ground. I got her flat. 
I know okay. Steve, but I don't know what to do with this. Okay. Listen carefully, I'm going to tell you how to do chest compressions. Place the heel of your hand on her breastbone, right yeah, between her nipples. I know how to do that. The other hand is top. I know how to do that. Pump the chest hard and fast. At least He's got blood coming out of his mouth. That's okay. Go ahead and pump it twice per second and two inches deep, okay? Okay. All right. Put the hand down up all the way between the pumps. I'll come back in a minute. Okay. Keep going, sir. Blood bubbling out of her mouth, Dad. That's that's okay. That's okay. We're gonna keep keep pumping the chest hard and fast, okay? Pass out. I'm very good. You're doing just fine. Keep pumping the chest hard and fast, two inches deep. Keep going, sir. You're doing great. How far are they? They're, they're, they're coming as fast as they can, sir. I know, but how fast are they? They're coming. I know, but I can't, I can't stay them much longer like this. Yes, you can. You, you're doing a great job. You're doing what you can right now for her. She's breathing out her ear, too. Okay. I think I hit her hard when she looked around. Okay. That's okay. We're not hurting her at all right now. Here comes somebody that's funny. I don't know who he is. Okay. Just keep going. Okay, keep going, sir. I am, I am. Yeah, I'm coming. I am, I'm coming. They're coming. You're doing great, sir. Keep going. Keep on going. 
The best thing we can do for her right now is to continue with that CPR. to get your thoughts on this call, but doesn't Todd sound kind of strange? I don't know what it is, but the way he's talking is almost irritating to me. It's like he keeps repeating himself, trying to get his point across, and he isn't really listening to anything that the dispatcher says. It's like he's trying to control the call, in my opinion. When the police arrived on scene, Todd hung up with 911, and the first few emergency personnel at the scene noted that he looked unsteady and concerned. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. Their built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factors No Prep, No Mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? 
Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code NAPPER50 at factormeals.com slash NAPPER50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. He was kneeling on the ground next to Barbara, who was heavily bleeding and unconscious. Her blood was also found on the rear tire of the vehicle, and she did not have any glass on her, which is kind of strange considering how the accident had been described to them. Barbara was very badly injured. Todd, however, only had a few scratches on him and his knuckles were bleeding. Barbara would die the following day from her injuries. Because of the nature of the accident, there was of course an investigation. Police wanted to find that transport truck where the pipes had fallen off of. If this had happened due to negligence, then they wanted charges to be brought forward. And either way, the driver didn't stop at the scene of the crime, which is a charge in and of itself. Luckily, there would be surveillance videos of the road where this happened from local businesses. However, police would not find this truck anywhere on any of the videos. They were able to track down one eyewitness, though, who said that they saw the Ken Hammer's vehicle in the ditch. The passenger door was open, but there was no one near the car. They also noted that the windshield was not broken. It was completely intact when they drove by the scene, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the windshield had multiple points of impact. One might wonder how a pipe would hit the windshield in two different locations. But what made even less sense was the injuries that Barbara had sustained. It became very clear to the doctors that worked on her that her injuries just did not match with the story that they were given about being struck by this pipe. She had blunt force trauma to both her head and her neck, including three bone-deep cuts to the back of her head, a fracture to the back of her skull, and a broken nose, bruises, and bleeding on the interior of her lips. As for her neck, the fractures and bruising were not consistent with being hit by an object. Rather, they were consistent with strangulation. She also had two torn fingernails and what looked like fingernail scratches on her neck. 
As I mentioned, she did not have any glass on her at all, which would not make sense if the pipe pierced the windshield before hitting her. It appeared as if Barbara had been brutally beaten. And if there was no glass on her or her clothing, she must have been taken out of the vehicle before the windshield of the car was smashed, which would match up with the eyewitness statement who said that when they drove by the scene, they noticed that the windshield was completely intact. Police brought Todd Canhammer into the police station for questioning because what he was saying happened just didn't make sense compared to the crime scene. He repeated the same story as he had said right from the beginning, that he was driving to go pick up this truck from a client because he was going to be fixing it. On the way to pick up the truck is where this accident supposedly happened. But when police called the person that Todd claimed to be picking the truck up from, he said that they never made plans for him to pick up the truck on that morning. Additionally, Barbara had to be at work for 8 a.m. that morning, and they were driving in the opposite direction of her workplace at around 7.30 a.m. If they were going to pick up this truck from the town over before Barbara went to work, then they would never have enough time to get her to work at her start time of 8 a.m. Co-workers of Barbara stated that she was never late for a shift, and if anything, she was always early. She had also never missed a day of work. Investigators tried so many times and ways to recreate the scene exactly the way that Todd had described it, but they just couldn't. It didn't make sense. Barbara's injuries just didn't match up with the story, and they weren't able to track down that supposed truck driver. So on December 6th, 2016, a little less than three months after this accident, Todd Kenhammer was arrested and charged with first-degree intentional homicide. He was pulled over by two police cars while he was driving down the road, and according to the police statements he made while being arrested, he apparently said, What? And, Oh my god, oh my god. Prosecutors believed that Todd had staged the murder of his wife to look like some sort of freak accident, but he had actually beaten her to death after driving into the ditch and pulling her out of the vehicle. Then he punched the windshield to back up his story of that airborne pipe. And in court, they had a ton of evidence to support this theory. Firstly, the injuries that the police had photographed on Todd when they first took him into the station to get his statement. He had blood all over his shirt, and when he took off his shirt, he had scratches all over his neck and his chest. When he was asked about it, he told the police that he often worked with glass, and he would get cut up. I mean, I understand the knuckles, but the scratches on your chest? Come on. The court also heard about the inconsistencies at the scene of the crime. For example, the pipe that Todd had claimed had come through the windshield and hit his wife was examined, and there was no blood whatsoever found on the pipe. They did, however, find some glass and believed that Todd may have used this after the fact to break through the windshield. But the pattern where the piece of glass in the car shattered it indicated that there was no one in the passenger seat when the windshield was hit. Additionally, the absence of glass fragments in the passenger side door pocket indicated to them that the passenger door was likely open at the time that the windshield was impacted. It's pretty amazing how they can determine all of this. 
but it also supports the eyewitness statement, which said that when they drove by the car in the ditch, there was nothing sticking out of the windshield and it was completely intact and that the passenger door was open. Now, as for Barbara, her injuries were consistent with a beating. The blood patterns found in the car indicated that she was in the passenger seat when force was applied and that she was bleeding for a period of time while in the seat. The truck in question where Todd indicated that the pipe flew off of was never found. Despite the police reviewing a ton of video footage that was taken from businesses in the area, there was never any truck spotted that fit his description at that time. Of course, it all sounds convincing, but Todd's defense team would present expert testimony from a glass expert, and he would say the following, quote, My opinion to a reasonable scientifically and technical certainty was that the injuries and resulting death were caused by the penetration of the passenger windshield by a pipe which struck the passenger in the vehicle. Now, this is according to biomechanics expert Dr. Barry Bates. Other witnesses were also called to the stand, and they said that there have been times that trucks drive through the area with scrap metal, and Ken Hammer's story could be true. There was a crime scene analyst named Alexander Jason, who claimed that pipes can do unpredictable things when they're falling off the back of a truck, including bouncing off the pavement and then coming down on a car windshield from pretty high up. So basically what they're testifying to is that, yes, this isn't typically what happens, but that doesn't mean it's impossible that it could have happened. In the end, the jury believed that Todd Canhammer had murdered his wife and then attempted to hide this fact with the story of the pipe, but the physical evidence made it clear what really happened. He was convicted of first-degree intentional homicide in the death of his wife, Barbara, and he was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of extended supervision after 30 years. But that wasn't the end of it. Todd appealed his conviction, and he had a hearing to see if he could receive a new trial. He claimed ineffective counsel, and he still claimed that he was innocent, that this was all some sort of freak accident, and he brought forward crime scene experts and glass experts who say that it is fully possible that Todd's version of events did happen. Unfortunately for Todd, his motion for a new trial was denied, so he'll have to serve out the rest of his current sentence. It's an interesting case because with a murder conviction, it's really supposed to be without a reasonable doubt that they killed someone. And in this case, one has to wonder, is it possible that this was all some freak accident and that Todd is simply being used as a scapegoat because it's not likely for this to have happened? Let me know what you think. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I post things on TikTok, Serial Napper Nick, and that's all one word. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love if you can give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Until next time, stay safe, stay kind, especially in the comments. Bye.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I'm Dean. I'm the dad. I'm Laura. I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn. I'm the daughter. And together, we are Family Plot. The Family Plot Podcast. A show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. Don't ruin the commercial. Do catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy tales, Sherlock Holmes, and the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's corner. But behave, you two. So come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye.